What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 26th episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. Now, we're going to see something a little bit different here, guys. I'm going to start posting the show on Wednesdays due to football season. Um, this is my favorite time of the year, so y'all know how I get, how it is. Um, I'm just excited all around, uh, period, about this. Um, I'm going to talk a lot of football. I told you guys that last week that I will talk about other things that comes up in sports. But because this is my favorite time of the year, a lot of stuff will be centered around football. I got some updates on the Lions, uh, Michigan State, for sure, and a little bit in between, guys. So without further ado, let's get this show started. And again, welcome to the 26th episode of Sports Talk. <laughs> Guys, we have been doing this for 26 weeks together. I have taken off one or two weeks, so really 28 weeks. But it's 26 episodes, and I'm excited. Um, I'm just really excited to do this, and I'm excited to be here. I say that with, with you guys every week, and I just I want you to know that I mean it. Um, I don't even mean to say it every week, but because that's really how I feel in my heart, it just comes out. Um, welcome to our new viewers, people that are just tuning in. Um, just getting to know the show. Go ahead and binge watch. Leave me your comments and let me know what you guys think. So before I jump into the meat and potatoes of the show, I just got a few quick updates, guys. Um, so I know I talk a lot about Simone Biles. I love her. We all love her. She is um, the USA's top athlete, really. She's the face of the Olympics most of the time and... We're just really, really excited, and we love her. Now, Simone has a documentary on her YouTube channel. Um, it really centers around her life. She dropped the episode earlier this week, uh, or she dropped it earlier this week, and it, it focused a lot on her mental health in the, the Olympics and how she felt going in versus just coming out and why she had to take her mental break. And what one thing that stood out that she did mention what she said that, for one, she put herself first. I think that's a lot of people's problem outside of sports, um, just in life in general. We want everybody to be happy so much so that we put ourselves on the back burner. And she said that for once, she put herself first and what she thought was best. And let's just, let's give her a round of applause for that because that, to be so young and just to have so much, you know, the world, the weight of the world basically is on your shoulders. Being her, she went in as the face. And then she got so much backlash for wanting to sit out. Like Naomi Osaka, a lot of them got backlash. And what's crazy is people like you and I, um, non-real, non-athletes, we never been in a big picture like that. Maybe we play Little League and little stuff like that in high school or whatever. But we're not on the stage like they're on. And then we tell them how they should feel. Oh, you shouldn't have mental health issues because you rich. What do having money have to do with anything that puts you in a bigger tax bracket? People want to ask you for money. If anything, having more money would stress you out for real. But anywho, one, one thing, you know, from this past month, well, not technically this month, but even last month, everything centering around Simone. If we think about it, she's really the last athlete standing in the Olympics um, that has to deal with the stuff with Larry Nasser. 
And we so we we so quick to scrutinize or comment about her mental health when we're not thinking about what she really went through or trying to offer advice about the things that she's gone to to get to where she's at. So I commend Simone. Um, I do. I really, really appreciate her for just opening up because too much I feel like people are giving excuses and, and wanting to explain why they do the things that they do because of social media so much and everybody have an opinion and you shouldn't even have to do that. You shouldn't. So I thank Simone for opening up. Um, that had to be deep moving on real quick, um, to the NBA y'all NBA season is going to start soon. I, I really don't like to talk about NBA season starting because it really means that football season is, is scurrying alone. So but the NBA season is starting. You had some teams that had media days, announcements, and everything like that. Um, it was cold. Uh, one thing I wasn't going to mention, it just came to my head. Kay Cunningham, y'all, I love me some Kay Cunningham. He did an interview. He was impressed, and he said that he loves playing for the Pistons because we love him. He is somewhere where he feel like he can grow, he can learn, and he's loved. And he is loved. We love you, Kay. Um, So... Um, the Nets had their media day. Kyrie Irving appeared um, virtually because of, I guess, the vaccination protocols. Now, he could not appear around the team if he is unvaccinated, but Kyrie will not tell the team his status. So he could be vaccinated and just don't want to tell them. But, I mean, who's going to do that? So to me and everybody else, he's unvaccinated. I personally feel like do you. Do, do what you want to do. Do what's best for you. But when you're on these teams and these teams have these rules, you have to step back. You can't be bigger than the team or the organization because of your beliefs. It's one thing to just do what you want to do because that's what you believe in. But a lot of times you have to step, take a step back and realize, okay, well, my beliefs might not align with my lifestyle. So something got a good, something, one, one or the other has to give. And in this situation, I just don't. You know, I don't know, you know, even I, I've seen news reports with nurses ready to walk off the job. They've been on the job for years, decades, and they're willing to just say, okay, this is, a, this is it because of what they believe in. And I don't, I applaud everybody for taking a stance and what you believe in and what you want to do. That's on you. But I don't think it's fair to call yourself a member of a team and you're refusing to tell your team your status. The world doesn't need to know what's going on. Again, I just said, we don't, you got to, people need to stop giving explanations and excuses and addressing the public because it doesn't matter. But the people that do matter are the people that you work with in your organization and just being tight-lipped about something so, you know, big as the vaccination I don't, I don't get what's the point of saying yay or nay, especially to your organization. You know, these are the people you're going to have to be around. These are the people that should protect themselves at all costs. You know, this is really going on. This is something big. And it's like, you just sitting here like, ah, I mean, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to say nothing. And please re respect my privacy. Well, okay. Respect your privacy, but still tell them, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not going to be fair if something happens to one of the teammates on account of him. You know what I'm saying? You can still get COVID vaccinated. It, um, 
it lowers your risk, you know, your symptom risk and something like that. Well, I know people who didn't got it recently who've been vaccinated and, and they said their symptoms was horrible, you know. So I guess it just lowers your chance of chances of dying. Just like getting the flu, we get flu vaccines and then we still get the flu and it be awful. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm no doctor. I'm no scientist. Do you? But it would be very, very sad for him to have contacted it anything horrible happened to him, but then you, you know, it spreads throughout the team and the organization, you know, and they starting to give hella fines and, and that, I don't want no fine. It's just some stuff I would just be willing to walk away and, you know, okay, this, I thank you to the NBA, my fans and everything. I've made the decision to go ahead and walk away, retire, do whatever, start up my own league, whatever. But being tight lipped to your team, I don't like that. I don't like Mm-mm. Um, so let's move on to some football stuff before we get into the big stuff, y'all. Um, I'm glad Andy Reid is doing fine after the Kansas City um, Chiefs game. He was escorted to the hospital via ambulance. Um, nobody was saying what was going on. They're kind of still not saying what was going on with him. But we do know that Andy is back home. He is resting and he is recovering. So I am very, very happy. <laughs> I'm happy Andy is okay. You know, it's been a lot of drama um, in the in the past with his son. You know, we talked about it in old episodes, y'all. Go back and um, listen to what's going on with Brett Reed. He probably stressed out about that. The Kansas City Chiefs is not looking as good as they have looked over the past couple of seasons. Um, and then he's an older guy, too. So I'm just going to continue to pray for him and everything, especially with the team. And let's keep him lifted up, y'all. Okay. Matt Prater was traded from the Lions to the Cardinals. Um, what was he traded or was it? Did he go on free? I don't know. But he's not a Lion anymore. He is a Cardinal. This past week, Matthew Prater was going to set his record and the NFL record by kicking a 68-yard um, field goal. It didn't work. Um, actually, the other team ended up scoring. They caught the ball and scored on the Arizona Cardinals. It was not good. And he, uh, Justin Tucker ended up setting the, the record, but we'll talk about that later um, with 66 yards. But I think Matthew Prater, now if he would have been at four field, he would have made that. that I, I brought that up to say, you need to come home. And when I say home, I don't mean Denver. I mean, Detroit, you need to come on home, Matt. That's all I got to say about that. Y'all, so Michigan and Michigan State is fine I am so, 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 so happy for both of these football teams, y'all. They barely pulled off their wins this past weekend, but they did. In the beginning, both teams made it look super easy for them, especially Michigan, but the game against Rutgers um, Saturday, this past Saturday, y'all, it was more like a fight. I feel like this game, I'm sorry, that game on Saturday is for sure getting them ready for the game against Wisconsin this coming Saturday on the second. I feel the most exciting part about both wins this past weekend for me is that both teams have gone up in the football rankings. I told you guys before they started off unranked last week. Michigan was 19 state was 20 this week. Michigan is 14 state is 17 baby. They are climbing up the football rankings and I am so, 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 so proud 
of both teams. I, I, I do not mind telling y'all, I have never been much of a Michigan State football fan. I never really cared to um, follow the team, but I didn't want to be super biased um, on the show coming up. I know probably when I first started, I had a lot. I, you know, I was heavy on Michigan. I'm still heavy on Michigan, and this is my show. You know what I'm saying? If you want to listen to more, follow a show that talks more about that. But I wanted to, you know, at least watch the game, see what it was about, you know, figure it out. And I love Michigan State football, actually. Um, I'm excited. They play. It's, we're about four weeks away from the Michigan and Michigan State game. It's on October 30th. Both of these teams are very run-heavy, okay? Blake Horn, Hassan Haskins, um, Simmons, and Walker, all four of them are beasts. It's going to be interesting to see how they match up against each other. Um, you got Cade McNamara. He's a great quarterback. Um, Peyton Thorne, he's a great quarterback. Um, so this is going to be very, very, very interesting to see. Um, I mentioned uh, State. State, I'm sorry, Michigan plays Wisconsin on Saturday and State, they're playing Western Kentucky. Um, they probably going to win. Now, the Michigan game is going to be close. I think Michigan can pull it off against Wisconsin because Wisconsin is not looking like the team um, that they have always been. Uh, we all know you, you good, then you might fall off. They looking like they falling off. Um, the run game wasn't so hot last week. The passing game. It was looking like they was getting Wisconsin, to be honest. Um, so I do think that Michigan can pull it off. Watch the correct film, you know, make the correct adjustments going into the game if it's not working, and I feel like they could do it. When it comes to State in Western Kentucky, I think they got this one in the bags. They could easily be 5-0 and after um, next week. Now... I still don't want to get my prediction. I feel so bad if I say I think State going to beat Michigan on the 30th. So I'm going to just, I don't know. I'm going to tell y'all when it get closer to the game because I just don't even know how to feel. I feel like I'm being a bit of a traitor, but I don't know. We're going to come back to that. We're going to come back to that. I, I My predictions about this week is that they going to come out both 5-0. and 0. <laughs> Now, coming in the future, I got a couple weeks. I told you I got about four weeks to see. I'm going to see. I'm going to see. Once the, the, it started getting harder for them, then I'm going to be able to make my honest predictions and my opinions. If I had to say something today, of course, I would say Michigan. That's just me, you know, bleeding blue and gold, you know, amazing blue. But I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to give you a real – prediction coming up on the, uh, on the show the week before the game. I promise I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Now, these are two of my faves. Y'all know I, I give Matthew Stafford hell, but you can watch the show from the beginning. Matthew Stafford, I've always liked him. You know, he's he's always been one of my faves. Tom Brady, for sure, is my favorite. I think Matthew Stafford was really my favorite quarterback just because of the Lions. Um being as though this was the home team. But for for 12 seasons, this is my favorite quarterback. I'm not really on the whole Jared Goff is my favorite quarterback thing because he's the Lions quarterback, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so Tom Brady did take his first L of the season to Matthew Stafford. Um, if the Rams weren't before, they are definitely now in the talk to be in a Super Bowl contender this season. 
especially with the L's that Kansas City has been taking. Sean McVay looks super happy to have Stafford on the sideline, and Stafford looks happy as well. So I believe that this will be a rematch for sure. The NFC title game will probably be against the Bucks and the Rams. And that's going to really show us who, who going to the Super Bowl between the two teams. I, I still want um I still want it to be um Tom Brady because Tom Brady is just my fave. But Tom Brady had his Cinderella story going over to the Bucks. They had uh the Super Bowl in the in Florida, in Tampa Bay. He won at home. Y'all know the Super Bowl is at SoFi Stadium this season, so It'll be like Matthew Stafford's Super Bowl. I mean, Cinderella story. He traded from the Lions, finally get on to a Super Bowl contending team, go through the whole season kicking ass, make it to the game, and win at home. That would be a hell of a story for Matthew Stafford over Tom Brady because Tom Brady been a winner. It wasn't like Tom Brady was going into Tampa Bay and then people was like, oh, it's just Tom Brady. No, he still was carrying Super Bowl rings. You know what I'm saying? So Matthew Stafford being as though he's never won a playoff game. Like, this is really like the first big game Matthew Stafford really won, you know. And this is what is showing people, you know, our guy Gronk went down. I felt like Tom Brady at the end, he kept wanting to target Gronkowski for whatever reason. Like, that's his boy. I don't know. It just seemed weird with that whole, you know, everybody else on the team, you already know he just, something might be going on, bruised ribs, something. He wanted to get back out there. He wanted to do whatever. Like, they're going to double-team him anyway. I don't I don't see why Brady kept going to Gronk. Um, but Matthew Stafford, in the beginning, it seemed a little shaky. He went over there onto that sidelines, whatever they talked about. He got back out there. Cooper, they all did their thing. Sony, he was running. He was Okay, I said, look at the Rams. Look at them. I can't wait to go and visit the Rams um, when the Detroit Lions play them on October 24th. I will be in there with my Matthew Stafford Lions jersey on, hoping not to cause any issues in the stands. But I'm excited. I'm excited and I'm happy for Matthew finally, you know, being in position to do what he got to do, period. I don't want to move on kind of to the Lions, but I have to move on because we got to discuss this, y'all. I do feel like the Lions listened to somebody on the team, somebody somewhere listened to last week's show, and they had it together. The first half was horrible. They went in that locker room and made the adjustments. Y'all see how close the score is. Last couple of minutes of the game, it was 16-17. But the Lions took a hard L to the Ravens this past week. Not only did they lose, but they did it in typical Detroit Lions fashions and set the Ravens up to set a, a new NFL record. The Lions was up 17-16, ran down the Ravens' offense at the end. Why did we even give them an opportunity to get the ball back? I don't know. That's a coaching thing, maybe because they're so new. I don't know. But had them at 4th and 19, y'all. 4th and 19 and called a timeout. What was that about? What was that about? I just, y'all, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just need a minute because my heart, every time I talk about this, my heart, my heart. Then they allow Justin Tucker to kick this field goal. Ooh, I'm so glad it's on the graphic. Y'all can't see me crying. Y'all don't want to see me crying. Huh. I don't know, y'all. See, I tried to avoid this moment. I did. This is how it was during the game, though. I don't even know how to finish this conversation without my heart just racing. My heart. Whew, let me put the camera back on me. I'm sorry, y'all. I had a moment. <sighs> when that ball jumped off that upright and went into that net, I, I could have just gone ahead and, and ended the rest of the day. It was, if it wasn't for that Rams and that Bucks game coming on immediately after, I don't even know if I would have watched football for the rest of the day. And then I turn around and watch Sunday night football, and it seemed like the same thing happened between Green Bay and San Francisco. And why couldn't San Francisco just hold off and get the win? I don't know. Now, when it comes to um, Dan Campbell and his staff, Anthony Landon, all them, um, okay, y'all might can get a pass. This is like new coaching, y'all young, y'all y'all figuring it out. Okay, don't let this happen again. That's where we at with them. But um, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, no, he should know better than that. Y'all, that was crazy. He go in this. He go in and kicked a sixty-six yard um, field goal to win the game, seventeen nineteen. The Ravens win. Lamar Jackson even said it in his post-game interview that if it wasn't for that timeout, they probably would have took that L. That helped him. He was able to audible cha change, and then. I think, too, what just stresses me out was that non-delay of game call. I mean, it, it, it always seems like we do this. You know, we play the referees and we play the other teams. Okay, whatever. But it should have never even got to that because they shouldn't have played to kick. Why, why didn't y'all even play to get the first down and kicking was the last option? It's like once the damn Lions got down there, they just played the kick. They didn't even play for the first down. And then you got this kicker who wasn't making shit in the first, um, in, in, in the post uh, pregame. Everything he kicking was horrible. He can only kick 20 some yards. So why would we even put him in a position? And at first I was trying to figure out why when they first got down there that first time in the red zone, didn't they kick the ball? That's because the kicker couldn't fucking kick. Turned it over on the fourth down. I was confused then, like, why they not? Oh, because the, the kicker that they do got, who ain't a Matt Prater, off to the sidelines for a week, so they hadn't had to sign somebody in new who can't kick. And instead, this coaching staff decided, oh, well, we going to go ahead and audible to the kick. Instead of playing for the first down, 
when the Lions had that momentum. Y'all, the defense. I had to send a clap out there for the defense because the defense listened. They stopped the run. They they definitely had to watch film from the Raiders and the Chiefs game because they definitely did what the Raiders did. They stopped Lamar Jackson's run. I told y'all last week that if the Lions had any chance at winning this game, they had to stop the run. And they did just that. Yeah, Lamar Jackson had some good throws here and there. He was looking good. I was, And I told y'all last week too, it would be the Detroit Lions game that had Lamar Jackson look like a hell of a passer. He was looking good because he didn't have no choice. And, and, and the Lions still did what needed to be done. Granted, that first half was touch and go. They didn't go in there lollygagging and playing around. They went in there in the locker room and, and made the necessary adjustments and did what had to be done. And I'm very, 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 very proud of the Lions' defense. They did. If they could do what they did, against the Ravens, against every other team, we'll be good. Now, this this coming week, if the Lions don't beat Chicago, I don't know what it is, okay? Because Andy Dalton is out. Justin Fields is a rookie. You know, he's in well before he needs to be in. A defense play like they gonna, they've been playing. Um, if they play like they played against the Ravens, Justin Fields will be sacked. He'll be out of it. We can get it done. You know, the only thing I feel like the – the one bad part about this whole game is that we're playing in Soldier Field. You know, the fans could get real loud, and that might just be a little rattling for the team, but it shouldn't it shouldn't cost us the game. Period. If if this if the Lions lose this game, the score was three to zip. It's gonna be so low scoring on Chicago's end, I don't even know. What what would that be about? So I, Chicago, I mean, the Lions better beat the Bears, and that's just all I got to say about that. Y'all, uh, you know, football gets me in a space I don't even like being in, but I'll be there. I, I get there. I'll be, especially when it comes to the Lions and stuff like this, y'all, like how I, my heart, like, my heart. I just could not say Sunday. I was so devastated. Like it took me back to remember that Michigan and Michigan state game when state came back and won on Michigan and they had the, um, cameras in the crowd. Everybody had that face. That's how I felt. <laughs> That's how I still feel. To be honest. That's how I still feel. But y'all look, I got this hoodie on. I'm thinking about adding it to the site. Tell me what y'all think. Sports Talk with Whitney B, black and pink or black and white. I am always still selling shirts, the black and white and the pink and yellow shirts. Um, so please head over to the website, mywhitneyb.com forward slash shop and purchase yours today. As always, you could follow everything under the umbrella on rockyroadmedia.com this week we have a great episode of shade and shenanigans with me and rocky we'll be featuring the mayor of southfield about the things that's going around um the rumors going around town and all of the protests and immediately following that'll be at 4 p.m and at 5 p.m we have vitamin d 
Vitamin D is great, guys. Um, because today is Wednesday, and I forget most of the time to shout it out anyway on Thursdays, Rants and Robes on Instagram tonight. You can see it under my page, My Winnie B, or you can go under Rocky Road Productions, LLC. On Instagram, it'll be on both pages. We go live together, Rants and Robes. We'll have a lot to talk about. Probably the, the R. Kelly stuff for sure. Bill Cosby's comments. Um, the stuff centering around maybe Nicki Minaj. It's, it's some stuff going out there in um, entertainment news that we could touch on. So today's show should be good. Um, now, also, oh, I was trying to think. Also, I want to shout out the Southfield Falcons. GP from Vitamin D, he is one of the coaches. They are phenomenal guys. They have always been a great, um, I believe it's six and under team or eight and under, don't quote me. But they are a great, 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 great AAU team. They're always traveling and winning and winning championships. GP, you are doing a great job over there with the team, you and the rest of the coaching staff. So again, I want to shout out the Southfield Falcons, guys. Um, and again, remember the show will drop every Wednesday now at noon. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Sports Talk with Whitney B on all the platforms. And thank you, guys. I am out. <laughs>